What's up, what's happening, and welcome to episode 8 of Legs Feed the Wolves, a Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. I am your host, Bailey Kennedy. We are in for a jam-packed show today. I decided to hold off on doing the podcast Monday night, which would come out Tuesday. I waited all the way until technically today's Thursday. We had a bunch of news happen before what when the podcast would come out, a bunch of signings, bunch of big things. We'll get into the new Timberwolves jerseys that just came out today. All that and plenty more on today's podcast episode. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Number one pick in the 2020 NBA Draft goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell is going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Spoke it into existence for years. I'm sitting in the house, I'm loading up the pump, I'm loading up the Uzi. Let's feed the wolf, boys. Today is Friday, December 4th, and the Minnesota Timberwolves have the best city jerseys in the NBA. Yep, you heard that right. That is my opinion. The city jerseys came out today. I thought they were absolutely tremendous. We'll get into them and plenty more, but first, we gotta talk about the biggest story so far of this week for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that is the acquisition and signing of Rondé Hollis Jefferson to the Minnesota Timberwolves on a one-year deal, which was first reported by Chris Haynes on Monday. Reported that, he just reported it was going to be a one-year vet minimum contract deal, Uh, but we had John Krasinski He added in that it is a training camp deal only and it's non-guaranteed. So hypothetically, Rondé Hollis Jefferson could get cut at the end of training camp and it wouldn't cost the Timberwolves any money because it's all non-guaranteed money. He has to make the team in order to get paid. I love this sign. He is a great player. Um, I really like his game. He's a 6'6". He's a small forward, power forward. He's someone who can play both positions in... When you look at the Timberwolves, the power forward position is an area where they're lacking depth in. So getting Hollis Jefferson, I think, is a good fit because he's someone who can play good defense and is very physical. You know, I just like his game a lot. I think it'll be interesting to see how he plays and how he steps in. But he's going to have to work to make the team. Like, I think all of Timberwolves Nation was talking about signing him when he gone when he had gone so far without being signed. I think it's a solid acquisition, and I think it's a can't-lose situation. It's all non-guaranteed money, so if he doesn't blow you away or impress you as much in the preseason, you can just cut him. It's non-guaranteed. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I I went back and watched some film and some tape of him. You know, I think he's solid. He does have a history of playing with D'Angelo Russell and Ed Davis, so... That's always a positive, and that seems to be one of the things that... I don't know if the Timberwolves are keeping it in mind, but it seems like they're, it happens to be that there's a lot of guys on this team that have played together or played with someone involved with the organization or has some sort of connection to someone in the organization. So I think that's a good kind of vibe, especially in this season where you're not going to get as much time in the offseason to work together and get sessions in like the season's starting really quickly so you got to get in get used to it get in 
and play right away. So I like Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I think it's a win-win situation for the Timberwolves. He's someone who can be a small forward, manpower forward. Um, as I mentioned, and I think everyone said, he's a great, solid defender. And when you're looking at this Timberwolves team who doesn't have the strongest defensive unit, getting someone who can come off the bench and play good, solid minutes for you and play good defense and lock down wings and power forwards, that's exactly what you need. You need guys who can play defense and make plays on the defensive side of the ball. Um, He's also a great rebounder. He's had some pretty solid years off the glass, you know, um, just taking a look. I have all his numbers down. So his rookie season, what did he average? He averaged 5.3 boards a game, 5.8 the following year, 6.8, uh, 5.3. And then this past year, he averaged 4.7 rebounds a game playing for the Toronto Raptors. So he's a solid rebounder, and he wasn't getting significant playing time in any of those seasons. He was hovering around that 20-minute per game margin and seeing him get like five, six rebounds one year, nearly getting seven rebounds a game. And that was a year where he had his career high in minutes played at 28 minutes a a night. And that was with D'Angelo Russell. I mean, it gives you optimism. Like he's a solid, solid player, someone who can get you boards. And realistically, if you're looking at it for the Timberwolves, you have guys who are going to create your offense. You have Malik Beasley's, you have Carl Anthony Towns, you have D'Angelo Russell, you have Anthony Edwards. Those guys are going to be the guys who get you consistently 15 points a night, at least. Those are the guys that the offense will run to. Cat and D'Angelo, I expect to get at least 20 a night. You maybe get lucky in a couple times you get 20 from Malik or 20 from Anthony Edwards. The rest of the team, you just need guys who are going to fill in those areas where, you know, you get six from, you know, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. You get eight from Jake Lehman. Players like that. And that's what Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is. He's not someone who's going to blow you away. He's on the offensive side of the ball. He's solid, but he doesn't fit the Timberwolves system as a good three-point shooter. In fact, he is he is bad. He is not the best three-point shooter. So his offense, a lot of it is going to be coming from attacking the basket. So I think when you have so many shooters, you have to look, hey, we got to find different ways to score and put the ball in the basket. Hollis Jefferson is going to be one of those guys who you can get to it, get the ball to him, and he can attack and try and create by going to the basket. Um, I don't expect him to be... As big of the offense, I think he'll he'll get a couple touches, he'll get a couple shots a night, but I don't expect a lot of the offense or any offense really running through him. I think he's going to be kind of like that Ed Davis player where, you know, he, he can score, but his job is going to be playing defense, getting rebounds, and creating opportunities for the offense. And I think that is perfect. When you are looking at a guy who is a non-guaranteed contract, and is someone that I think is very well respected across the league and that in Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, I think it's a great signing. I think he's a solid defender and someone that you can turn to for offense. Not a lot, but someone you can look at and say, hey, we, we can look at this guy and have him attack the basket. So I think it's a great signing. 
Um, but with this signing, it, it left definitely a lot of question marks for Timberwolves fans. And as of now, uh, when I'm filming this podcast, Jordan McLaughlin still not signed for the Timberwolves. That's someone I would really love to see come back. Um, I don't know how it's looking. Apparently, the latest reports were the teams were off on the um, salary and length of the contract. So that's going to get interesting. I don't know what's going to happen there. I would love to have Jordan McLaughlin back. But you get Jordan McLaughlin back on a deal, you're going to have to cut someone. And realistically, if you get Jordan McLaughlin back on a long-term deal, he's sticking around. Like You're not then going to cut him. So it's going to come down to Jalen Noel, and it's going to come down to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. So that's why I think this Hollis-Jefferson signing is unique. Because if they go out and re-sign Jordan McLaughlin on a longer-term deal, that's going to make things interesting. Because you're going to have to make a decision. Because you can't have 16 guys on your roster. you got to cut one of them. And I'm leaning more towards... I was never blown away by Jalen Noel. And I just don't see him getting any playing time, really, in this team that's loaded with guards. Like... In wing play, in wing players, I just don't see it for Noel. So my realistic guess is if Jordan McLaughlin is back on this Timberwolves team, I think Noel is gone. But it's all going to come down to if they get Jordan McLaughlin back. Because there's a very good chance Jordan McLaughlin could get a contract from another team and go and decide to play somewhere else. I don't know how, like, with the acquisition of Ricky Rubio... I don't know how many minutes a night McLaughlin's going to get. Especially when you are very, very guard heavy. And you're kind of looking... I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I truly love Jordan McLaughlin's game. And I think he's a great player who can attack and score and shoot the ball well. And create offense. I think he's a very unselfish player and fits in very well with this Timberwolves organization. He's definitely undersized. So... That's tough for him, but if you can get him back on a cheap deal, um, I would do it. I would try and bring him back no matter what. I think he's a great locker room guy and just someone that, you know, this team likes. He's an exciting player. He definitely brings the excitement and that extra juice to the team. I like him a lot, but I really don't know. I mean, we are... It's December 4th when this podcast is going to come out. Training camp technically started December 1st, but I don't believe the Timberwolves are holding their first practice until this Saturday. So you got to kind of get your roster ready because as as I was about to go into it, Timberwolves' first preseason game is December 12th. So ideally, you want to have your roster figured out and you want to get Jordan McLaughlin back in there working sooner rather than later. So they have to make a decision on that as soon as possible because th- that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to Jalen Noel versus RHJ if they re-sign Jordan McLaughlin. If you're Jalen Noel, you're hoping you don't sign, re-sign Jordan McLaughlin because you have a guaranteed spot if they don't sign McLaughlin. But I don't know what is going to happen it's going to be interesting. I will always be 
an advocate for bringing back Jordan McLaughlin. I think he's a great player and is still someone that you can get back very cheap. That's just, I mean, he was a guy who was on a two-way contract last year and I don't think a lot of people watched him play. Not a whole lot of people were watching Timberwolves basketball last year. So I think a lot, he's one of those hidden gems that people forgot about. And you saw, if you watched the Timberwolves last year, you saw the potential in the great moments that this kid had. He just needed a shot. The Timberwolves were able to give him that playing time and give him that chance. And I think most Timberwolves fans would want him back, even in a reduced role. So I hope he's back, but I think I'm leaning more towards I don't know if it's going to happen anymore. I just, I don't know. The fact it's taken this long to get something done and the two seem to be so far off on a number and the length of the contract, it's making me weary in thinking that I don't know if this is going to happen anymore. I'm definitely not as confident as I was going into the offseason. I thought McLaughlin, it would have been Beasley, Hernan Gomez, it would have been Beasley, I don't Hernan Gomez was maybe three, uh, a big man, uh, a starting big man at two, um, Hernan Gomez three, McLaughlin four, well, and then of course actually making the number one pick would be above Malik, whatever, you get the point, McLaughlin was high up on my list of priorities, and the fact that it's taken so long to get something done, I'm not going to hold my breath on it because I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It'll be very, very interesting. That is all I can say. But moving on, as I mentioned, Timberwolves basketball is almost back, and the preseason schedule has dropped. And. This is what the schedule is looking like for the Timberwolves. They will begin their preseason Saturday, December 12th at the Target Center. 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time versus the hated Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know why I said the hated Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, I just have so many nightmares of how that team beat us last year. When I, I don't know. Brandon Clark, they stole the Summer League title from us. I'm not going to get into it. But yeah, the young Mo- the young Memphis Grizzlies always seem to beat us. Uh, so first game Saturday, December 12th at the Target Center versus the Grizzlies. They then get a day off and they play Monday once again against the Grizzlies at Target Center, same exact time. And then they close out the preseason Thursday, December 17th against the Mavericks, this time in Dallas, going to be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. It will be very interesting to see how that goes. I think you're going to, in preseason games, I really don't think we're going to get much of D'Angelo Russell, Cat, Malik. We'll maybe get small sample sizes from Anthony. We might get more playing time from guys like Anthony Edwards and more role player guys as the Timberwolves try and figure out what exactly these guys' roles will be coming into the season. So... I'm definitely excited for December 12th, especially to see what Anthony Edwards looks like in a live, actual NBA game. So, those three preseason games are going to be big. 
The NBA schedule in full for the first half hasn't come out yet when I've recorded this podcast. They have leaked all the games, or the games from the 22nd to the 25th have come out, and somehow the Timberwolves are not playing on any of those dates. I'm I'm sad. I would have loved for some Christmas Timberwolves basketball, open some presents, and then watch the greatest team out there go out and ball, but once again, sadly, we are not going to get Minnesota Timberwolves Christmas basketball. I mean, Santa must have lost my wish list because that was that was number one on my wish list. I need Minnesota Timberwolves basketball on Christmas. But um, Santa must have lost it and or just forgot about it, but it's whatever. It's a tough break. Can't win them all. Can't get everything you want for Christmas. You can try, but Unfortunately, it fell short. Now, the next thing that came up for the Timberwolves this week, it is, as I referred to it earlier, the city jerseys for the Timberwolves dropped today. And I liked them a lot. And I was a big optimist that the trees would be coming back. I thought the Timberwolves were going to bring back the tree uniforms, the ones with KG. Those are honestly the best Timberwolves jerseys ever. Um, And I think a lot of people, especially in Timberwolves Nation, thought that that could be the way they go for the jerseys. They didn't. They went with a different style, but I liked them a lot. Uh, They kind of went, they went with an all-black uniform. Yeah, would you call it all-black? Yeah. All-black or like dark blue? Yeah, I, I mean, either I'm really colorblind or I don't know. It's like a dark blue slash like black with like white trim, like numbers are white. I mean, you've probably seen the photos um, with the green trim and the North stars on the sides. I love that. I think it's very basic, but it's very clean and it's, it's basic, but it's perfect. And that's what I like about these Timberwolves jerseys. You see a lot of teams that, you know, try and do a little too much with these jerseys and try and get a little too fancy. I think the Timberwolves went with almost, I wouldn't even say a basic style. It was just something very simple, but was nice. Like the idea of putting the stars on the side of the jerseys is something super basic, but it's super cool. Like, I love it. Like, I think that side of the uniform with the stars, it it's just... It's perfect. I think it looks clean. I think it looks super nice. Especially with the shorts matching all the way down. Like, they didn't go fancy with... Like, they didn't go off and do all these fancy designs. And that's what you have to do. I think the best jerseys are jerseys that are very simple. But have that little extra je ne sais quoi. Man, yeah, look at that. Using big words today. Well, man, I can't speak using big words today but I think just that added little sentimental touch is awesome and then I love that they put the the little green north star right on the middle like close to where the eye is but like above it I I don't know I like them a lot and I personally think they are the best uniforms best city jerseys in the NBA I think they are perfect I think they are the perfect blend of simple and just clean. 
you know, everyone loves the Miami Heat jerseys. And, and don't get me wrong, I am a huge fan of the Miami Heat jerseys. I think they are super nice, super just clean and crisp, and the pink is perfect. But I think the Timberwolves are the best city jerseys in all of the NBA. Very clean, very basic, and I just love them. Next big story is, well, there's really only one story left, but I'm going to add in a second story before the final story. Um, And that is, has anyone seen the most recent photo of Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. Former Minnesota Timberwolf great Andrew Wiggins. You see this picture of him. This dude is jacked now in Golden State. I don't know what happened. This guy looked like he'd never seen a weight room in Minnesota. And now he's looking absolutely shredded. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what steroids he is taking. But they are working. So shout out Wiggy. Like you're looking good. You're probably not going to be playing good. And I'm so happy I can finally say that. You can't hurt me anymore Andrew Wiggins. You can't. You're in Golden State. Good for you. You can't hurt me anymore in Minnesota. Only if you beat us and you go off. That's the only way you can hurt me. But I can't get sucked into the hype again for Andrew Wiggins. I can't. You won't suck me in this year, Wiggy. But definitely, whatever steroids you're taking, they're working. Because he is looking shredded. I don't know how someone can go from... Literally looking like they've never seen a weight in their entire life, in their entire time in Minnesota. To this absolute machine in Golden State. So, I'm just going to leave it at that. But, I'm just saying, something's a little fishy. And, you know, they're not drug testing for marijuana this year in the NBA. But, uh, if you want to test steroids... I got a perfect first candidate for you, and he plays for the Warriors. Wiggy's definitely taking something. Now let's move on to the man, the myth, the legend. The guy who is making news all over the world this week. And that is NBA star. Yep, you heard that right. NBA star. And that's what we will be referring to Malik Beasley as for the rest of time. As TMZ reported that Andrew Wiggins, or why, Wiggy, why am I, no. I have to reprogram my brain. Why would I say NBA star and then Andrew Wiggins? I'm not, I told myself, I literally just said, I'm not getting sucked into it anymore. So cancel that whole out, all that out. It's NBA star Malik Beasley being spotted with Larissa Pippen. It is Larissa. Why does it say Larissa? Yeah, no. Jesus. I Yeah, Larissa Pippen, a.k.a. Scottie Pippen, the Chicago Bulls legend's wife. Malik is out there being an absolute savage. He's being a beast. He's shooting his shot on Instagram comments. 
He is like every other average Joe out there, except he's very good at basketball and he's getting paid bank. Malik Beasley making headlines all over TMZ, everywhere. So shout out Malik Beasley. I'm not going to get involved in your personal life. I don't care what you do. Well, the only thing I do care is that you're a good person and don't do anything bad off the court. But Malik, if if she makes you happy, then go be happy. That's all I'm going to say. The ultimate spin zone I had for this whole whole story was that they referred to, and by they, I mean TMZ, their article and actually multiple outlets referred to Malik Beasley as NBA star Malik Beasley. And when you when you average like 20 points a game for a team, I'm going to give you that star title. So I want everyone to get it right. It is NBA star Malik Beasley. So get it right. But um, also, uh, I want to send my thoughts and prayers to Malik Beasley because his wife, uh, Montana Yowl, uh, officially filed for divorce today. So... Sending thoughts and prayers, Malik. Going through a tough time. But hey, it's almost time to hoop. And hooping gets everything, can get you through anything. So Malik, you're going to get through this. We're all going to get through this. Just keep your head down. Keep grinding. Do what makes you happy. If that's hanging out with Scottie Pippen's wife, do you, Malik. Do you. You are a legend. Go be a legend. If if she makes you happy, go be happy with her. If some random girl on the street makes you happy, go be happy with her. If anyone, whatever makes you happy, Malik, as long as it's not illegal, go be happy. I'm saying that for anyone. Just go be happy as long as it is, it's not technically illegal. Just go be happy. Do whatever it is that makes you happy. So that's that's really all I have to say on that. I'm not really going to criticize Malik for that or anything, but um well, on top of Malik being divorced, I don't know how I forgot to throw this in. Uh Dane Moore, who does a great job of covering the Timberwolves, is actually reported earlier in the week that it seems highly likely that Malik Beasley will get suspended by the NBA. Um, I don't know when that will drop, when the news, or how long the suspension will be. It's definitely... I mean, I said it earlier in one of my podcasts that I expected him to be suspended over everything that happened in his arrest early in the... Excuse me, in this offseason. I always expected that to happen. Um, But, you know, Dane pretty much officially confirmed it not how long it is but he confirmed that most likely Malik will be suspended which will be tough but when you have a guy like Anthony Edwards who can fill in and plays that same exact position it will be very interesting it's going to be very very interesting to see what happens and we are close we are inching closer to the start of the NBA season I know this podcast came out later than expected. Usually, it comes out Tuesdays. But 
I decided early on the week the Timberwolves said they were going to make an announcement. I wanted to wait until that announcement was made, and that was the jerseys, because I'm a huge jersey fan. I wanted to wait for that announcement and then release the podcast. So that is what I'm doing, and that's why the podcast is coming out today. Um, Don't get me wrong, we will have another one. We'll be dropping. Doesn't matter that I did this one on... This one came out on Friday. The next podcast will still be coming out on Tuesday. Um, And then the next pot literally on Tuesday or yeah, when the podcast comes out on Tuesday, I'm just going to need one more filler show. Like I'm just thinking of what I could do for one more, one more show before episode 10 comes out. Cause episode 10, we're just going to be getting into preseason talk because the Timberwolves open up their preseason schedule on the 12th and on the 14th. So I'm going to be filming Right after those games end, you'll get my reactions to both those games in one pot. It'll be great, and it'll be super entertaining. And then by the time that ends, we will just get right into the NBA season. That's going to be awesome. So we are inching closer to Timberwolves basketball being back. It has been way too long. Get excited. It's a great time. It's a great time to be a Timberwolves fan. But that will do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, once again, appreciate all the support that I've gotten on the podcast. You can follow me everywhere to get my immediate reactions. Uh, the NBA schedule will be coming out tomorrow. And if you want to get my immediate thoughts on what I think the Timberwolves will do, follow me on Twitter at Bailey. Bailey, excuse me. Once again, why am I struggling with speaking in English? But, uh, Find me on Twitter at Bailey underscore K15. That is my Twitter handle. And that's where you will find all my immediate reaction to the latest Timberwolves news on top of the podcast coming out. So follow me on Twitter. Let me know what you think. If you want me to talk about a certain topic, let me know and I will talk about it. But for now, that will do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, it's always a pleasure talking some Timberwolves basketball and getting fired up. We're inching closer to the season. I said it. Can't wait. It's going to be a great season. And most importantly, Wolves, baby.